Nein. <laughs> to this episode of Caden's Craft Collective. I'm trying to avoid that bit of the music. Badly. This episode, I have a blather with touch. A big shout out in Arnine Corner. I was trying to do an Arnine impression. But it's not very good. Enough. What's a crack? Anime Mimi section. So, get your cup of tea, or your dram, or your IV drip. Hopefully, not, but well, the numbers are terrible, so you never know. And I'll let you know what the crack's been in Caithness. It's past fortnight. This episode is dedicated to the memory of Kat Bordy and Annie Mordnitz, two wonderful, wonderful ladies who are both taken far too soon and their legacy will live on through their work. So I'm just going to take a little moment to pause and reflect on that. So I'll put a little bit more of the beautiful music up for them. know quite a lot of you have been touched by their um, sad passing and just let you know that I'm thinking about you as well as their families as well. Now for the blather. Touch. One of our senses is to touch it. Oh dear, they're that terrible. One of our senses is touch. If you are blessed to still have your power of touch, I bet you don't even think about it until you can't touch something or someone. Now I'm seeing this in October of 2020 for future listeners. Some people haven't had a human hug since February or March, or even last year possibly if you're maybe in China. If you live alone and you're not in a social bubble and have followed the rules, it is possible some of you will not have had that hug. So, I've got a job for the rest of us who have had hugs. Let us join together and send you this great big hug. Now we have to squeeze for 20 seconds to release the good hormones. Right, get in the scrum, come on. Really let them feel the love. A hug, not anything untoward, thank you very much. I noticed how much I like hugs last year when Richard was away for two weeks at a time when he was offshore. The comfort and the warmth of a hug was missed. My parents, my mum, my dog hug, but maybe it's just not quite the same as his big man hugs. Then this year when I saw my neighbour or my friends whom I greet with a big hug and it reminded me how much I like hugs. I must be lots of hugging bear from Toy Story. Watch her, she's a hugger, but obviously a nice clean one. <laughs> Yesterday my mum was up randomly. Now she wanted to post something and Wick Post Office has recently shut. So if you need post office business, the good people of Wick have to either wait on the post van to come round, which I'm not too sure when that is yet, or go to one of the other post offices in the county, the nearest being eight miles away. 
Now my mum decided that she would go up to Thurso on a message as well. Excuse me, changing the page here. And I will point out that Wick is a decent sized town of about five or six thousand souls. Anyway, we won't go into the whys and the wherefores of why the post office has closed and the politics and the, um, what's monetary, the reasons that it shut. But Mother decided to go to Thurstow on a different message as well and visit me on the way back. So she scored her lunch, which was tomato soup made from scratch by Miss Daisy and then her dinner made by me and... There were hugs. It was nice. We also did some crafty things, one of which involved feeling material to see how soft it would be because I'm putting in a lace panel in a top and the discussion was, do you think that'll be itchy? And mum was like, no, I think it'll be all right. And then she reminded me that I've always liked touching things, mostly material. However, <laughs> I did get told off once in the portrait gallery in Edinburgh for touching one of the oil paintings. Rightfully so, I shouldn't have, but I couldn't help it. So I have to walk around with my hands clapped together if I'm anywhere that I shouldn't touch stuff. I have mentioned this previously in podcast episodes. I'm a hands-on kind of gal. I love things that are tactile. We have got blinds up in our sunroom that are sort of a velour type of feeling or velvety. I have to stop myself from touching them every time I use them. Oh, I rub it this way, and then I rub it that way, and oh, it feels nice, and oh, it feels softer that way. <laughs> the feel of the pile one way, and then the feel of the pile the other way. When I'm clothes shopping, I have to feel the material of whatever it is. I'm drawn to silks, velvets, brushed cottons, and suede, and anything that just feels nice. In yarns, I love soft and squishy yarns. I have to force myself to buy harder-wearing yarns if I'm after a garment that will not do in soft yarn. Soft yarn has its place, as does the not-so-soft. There's loads of good information about why we use certain yarns for certain garments. It's hard not to always go to the pretty merino route, as it's a huge part of the market. But if you choose to do so, and then three months into that camp cardigan, of it not sitting right or the arms grow beyond your arms and then reality hits you of, hmm, maybe they have a point when they suggested using a crisper or a hardier yarn. Possibly you don't want your pot holder to fall down if you've made it of merino. My wee grandma didn't have a sense of touch near the end of her life. She used to burn herself a bit when she wasn't realising how hot things were. But I can still see her lovely hands holding mine and petting my fine leggies. Read sturdy for that. But my sturdy leggies have done me well so far. So I'll take sturdy or fine. <laughs> I love my grandma. She liked to hug us and show her love in many ways, even though maybe she couldn't feel it like we did. Other people actually don't like hugging or human touch. I think of it as necessary, but they show their love in different ways. Perhaps maybe they are autistic and don't want to, or they just don't like the human interaction. My nephew is autistic and he only wants when he wants contact, and that's fine. He likes a cool cotton sheet, and I kind of get that too. Knowledge and wisdom together are wonderful things. 
we learn to figure out what each of us wants and likes, and we act accordingly. I'm now going to pet my toy orangutan because that's nice and soft. You might hear him. No, you probably won't. <laughs> anyway, oh, I forgot to put my border music in, so uh, I'll just put in this one. Hold on. That was good timing because his royal borkiness McBorkface Buchel um, just spotted the postie. And yes, I know, listeners, that I should do this before the postie comes, but the postie doesn't come exactly the same time every day. And by the time I got round to actually uh, writing and getting this ready to rock and roll, postie time. <laughs> However, I'm sure that you like to hear Borky McBorkface. He's doing very well just now. He went and had a good sniff after we saw the weasel and hopefully has left it alone. The fact he came back still looking for it means he has not killed it, which is good because I like weasels. That'll come later in the episode. Sorry, I haven't told you that yet. <laughs> I chose to use the time to unpick a hole in Daisy's velvet scrunchies, which are nice and soft, and take out the, the elastic that has gone in them and ready for putting some replacement in. So, moving on. I'm going to use my relaxing music again. I'm trying to go for a relaxing vibe this episode. Um, I hope you're a bit chilled out. You're not in road rage or anything. Time. Hello people in the car. Hello everybody on public transport with your mask. Um, wiggle your nose. I hope it's not itching. They can be quite itchy, can't they, after a while. Alright, we're going to go on to Ironing Corner. I put up a wee post on Instagram this morning and the following have posted underneath it uh, to the point I wrote this all down. So if you have done that afterwards, I'm sorry. Um, but I'm going to mention them on Ironing Shoutout Corner. You don't actually have to be ironing, it's just Ella of Gifnet Girl um, had posted quite a few times that she was ironing and listening to me because that's what she does. And then I think it was Hannah said that she was ironing as well or didn't iron. Well, there was one or the other. But I thought, let's have a thing. So this is it. I'd like to say hello to my mum who ironed yesterday for me. Um, kind of not on purpose. I had things upstairs that I needed to iron. Um, she actually told me off for not ironing Sandy's school trousers. She had a point. <laughs> but I didn't, I took them upstairs to iron and then we were doing stuff and then somebody came that I had to go and do stuff with for work and then um, it was a good half hour and she said that she ironed stuff while she was waiting on me. So mum gets a shout in ironing corner. Um, we also have Spejo. A lovely, lovely speedo. You're all lovely, by the way. Judith over in the Netherlands, who has been dressmaking recently. I've been enjoying watching that on Instagram. Sarah Toga Knitting Lisa. Love you too, kid. Twinset Jan, who is just amazing. Already mentioned Ella, but hello to Gifnick. You're about to get a new resident. Whom is very nice. But... <laughs> I know someone that's moving to Gifnick. Ella's going, who's that? Who's that? Where is it? Well, Ella, it's across the road from you and along a little bit. It's not too far. 
So, when we are eventually allowed to come back down to there, safely and stay in other people's houses, guess who's going to come round and stay? Uh, well, stay with her, but come visit you. It's going to be awesome. Uh, and also, never at a loose end, Lorna is getting all steamy. <coughs> tried to think, but uh, it was a nice comment. Sweet Pea Farm, who looked forward to the blather this morning that I hadn't actually written, but I wrote it when I saw that she had written that. So, hello, this one's for you, Maria. Oh, no, not Maria, sorry, Marcia. I can't write, read my own writing. Liz Down Under, as in Lizodu, which I can't pronounce, but Liz, get that around because you said you were going to put it off. And Claire Sumar, thank you for the compliment. And finally, Hannah, get back in my pocket. <laughs> and hello to anyone else who's sitting beside them with the iron. It's not very good div- division music, that is it? What's a crack? Hmm. Humph. Ravelry has given us a deadline for when they will show. Yeah, we've just had today's interruption of Daisy, who was told, don't come and interrupt Mummy because Mummy is going to record her podcast. I didn't hear you say that. Hmm, listeners, it's a good job that we're friendly, isn't it? And also that I pressed stop before I told her off and you could hear me, because I did. Maybe I need the relaxing music. Can't even remember where I was. Ah, oh, yes. Ravelry. Mm. Yeah, well, we're in this mood already, so. It has given us a deadline for when we will stop. They will stop old Ravelry setting, but still no apology, or certainly the change is not still accessible for all. Why they don't just do both and get it sorted is beyond me. It's almost like they've gone... I like this, Marino, because it's pretty. I'm going to make a pot holder out of it. Us telling them, well, mm, you might not want to. That's not really suitable. It's not going to stay up and whatever's in it, your pot, it's not going to stay in. Ravelry saying, no, doing it anyway. Us saying, but you should know better. You wrote about this. You, in fact, suggested it to some of us that didn't know these things. We like you, Ravelry. We don't want you to make this mistake. Ravelry going, I don't care, it's pretty. And you're all blocked for disagreeing. Us saying, big sigh. After the migraines and headaches pass, hopefully no epileptic fix, fine, we will go elsewhere. Them, fine, but your fault, our potholder, isn't right for its purpose as they turn the gas down. Also in humph news, there was a bit of this. Susan Crawford has had her new book blocked on Facebook and Instagram, purely because of the name. Evolution. Noun. The gradual development of something. Susan wrote it about her development of vintage pieces of knitting. She studied and recreated them into modern contemporary pieces of knitting in Shetland style. The pieces are stunning. Susan's work always is. She is a really nice person and she didn't deserve that crap. I'll end in the definition of the people who reported the book. Moron. Noun. 
a stupid person, comma, foolish. You, who are a nice person, can purchase her book from her website, and I would imagine that it is absolutely worth it. Google's front page has this month been focused on Black History Month, where we spotlight achievements. Achievements? Sorry, I can't read my rain. Yeah, achievements by black people mainly in and from America. Today's doodle was Claudia Jones, who was from Trinidad and Tobago, but did live in the US for a bit. She was a journalist and an activist. I've been clicking on everyone who I've when I've been googling stuff this month, as you often read someone about someone that you didn't know about before you did, and I find it quite interesting. The Google Doodle is really quite a good thing to click on and give you some more knowledge and broaden your knowledge base because otherwise you're going to be making a potholder out of Moreno. Happy things. New designs this month were Maddie Harvey's Coraline, which is a beautiful jumper and it has a really interesting texture of travelling stitch cables and horizontal braids. And this gives a pattern of the Coraline which is the highest waterfall on the River Clyde. You're recommended to use a drapey yarn, but one to show stitch definition and a solid colour. It does take a little, mm, but having knitted Maddie's patterns before, I know she'll have some really good pattern instructions and links for anything difficult to hand on the pattern. Also out is Ramsey Baggins' Golden Rays Hat, Cow and Mitsate. You can buy them separately or all together. There's colour work and geometric shapes. And I think that this would be matchy-matchy. would set you up for autumn. Imagine that you've got your hat on and then I'll put my cowl on and put my gloves on. And then you maybe you've got like a dark jacket because most of us wear quite a dark jacket in winter. And you've got your three matching parts on you. You would be so cool. I aspire to your coolness. I really would like to be that cool. And I've seen quite a few people on Instagram in different colours now. So I really like this design. And go, 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 Ramsey. Baggins of Pip fame. <laughs> she's lovely. She's really, she's someone that you can hug. Or want to hug. She might not always want you to hug if she doesn't know who you are. But she'll hug me sometimes. So, yeah. Anyway, you can hug me. But introduce yourself first. And finally, uh, the Stephen West mystery knit-along is on. It's called the Slip Stravaganza Shawl. And I don't know the techniques because it's a mystery. So you need Scooby-Doo and his gang. But it's always interesting to watch. There's quite a few of you doing it on Instagram as well. So I'm like quite enjoying the progress because, I, yes, I flick right for spoilers. Stephen's work's always bright. And I always think, oh, I'd never thought of that. So I like him for being that kind of designer. Moving on. Yeah, some of that wasn't relaxing, but I needed said. Me, 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 me section. Or bigger from the Muppets. Me, 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 me. No? You get that? Just me. Right, finally finished a uh, my colour affection shawl by Vera Valamagi. 
and I used stash yarn on cones which was fun when you had to put um, use three at once because there is a part of the shawl where you're using three colours at once and oh is it easy to get mixed up even if you leave your knitting your letting which is not a word now here's the thing I'm going off piece here uh, in the past few days I've had various people in various situations either been recorded or actually in real life said oh is that a word no I don't think that's a word I think we should make them words listeners if you come up with something new letting I meant to say knitting but letting I don't think that is a word let's make it something cool and fun like knitting but you'll like it more so if you come out with something that is that a word let's make it one now back to the name um you know when you're knitting on three different yarns or even two and even if you're sitting in the same place and you put it down and then you go and pick it back up things get moved around or whatever or your dog comes and move knocks over the cones quite a lot yeah Buckle's quite guilty of that he likes to be there, but he also likes to be there. I love my dog very much, but sometimes he has a pain. And you get your knitting all twisted up. So, yeah, I'm, I was glad that that was finished. But I laughed because on Instagram, I think it was, Nick from Yarns from the Plain goes, I really, really like my colour affection. And I know that a lot of you got affection for your colour affection and are thinking about it. There is quite a lot of you I remember seeing at various yarn fests wearing them. So every time I had to untangle myself and or just move my cones around to get them in the right order, I thought of Nick and it wasn't so hard. Sometimes I was like, oh, Nick, why? Why am I doing this? But then I was like, no, I like Nick. Nick has got colour vision. Nick has got cool vision. Nick has got all the vision. Just move your cone about, Louise. Moving back to script. So I used uh, three cones and it was a magenta pink, a variegated blue and a royal blue mohair. The other two were just four-ply yarn of I don't know what. And I was worried that the mohair would be itchy to work with when I last spoke to you. It wasn't, not at all. It's very cosy when you try it on, but I'm not sure how it'll be against the skin for, see, if you were to have it as a jumper, because it's not kid silk mohair. But, I don't know, I think it'd be nice and cosy in a jumper. <laughs> jumper that you didn't touch against your skin, I don't know. I mean, you'd obviously... Well, I would obviously. Or maybe not quite so obviously. I would probably... I think that's a better word, have to use a long sleeve top in between me and it. But it was cosy. It was very cosy to try on, but I'm not sure how it'd be absorbed that. Moving on, listeners. <laughs> geese. Oh, there was quite a few geese about. Not just now, actually. Maybe they're just kind of dawn and dusk geese just now. I think the ones that came earlier on have moved south. And we've just got what we have over the winter what that we have over the winter but um two mornings ago i opened the door and and richard was actually outside already so i opened the door and here's these noise and i was home 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 
what's that? It's no geese noise. And I looked up and there was at least 30 swans above my head. So I'm trying to get my hand in the pocket, get, get the phone out to take a photograph. So I got a, phone, fo- a photo of a few of them. I actually got a video of them and it's just one of these things that nature does to you and you go, oh, that's amazing. So I really, really enjoyed all the 30 swans flying over my head the other morning. Um, that's distracted you enough from the mistake I made. See, where was I? Now, back to Maguiravala Maki's colour fiction. I did have to take back, see, half a row in the mohair because I wasn't paying attention and I knitted all along the row on a short row when I should have turned halfway around it. And it's really not easy to take out because, well, is it? Mohair knowledge fans. Anyway... It looks nice, the colours are beautiful, and I'm glad that I've made it, and thank you to Jane for the pattern. Don't know if she's still listening, but hopefully she is. Suzanne said that I should make one for me, and I think I'd like to make something else now. The long knit rows are a bit tedious, and the shape of it isn't my preferred wearing shape. But I'm glad I made it and I'm especially glad to give it to my pal who needs this hug. And also, well, it's on the blocking board right now. If you lean over, you can see it. (laughs) You can't. I know you can't. But um, I've also got my River and Rainbows hat by Marsha Smarta sitting blocking, which I hadn't actually blocked and it needs block because it's got a little bit of lace on it and the brim was rolling funny. So finally, 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 got it washed and it's blocking and drying just now. But... The colour fiction does not fit the blocking board that I have. And I'm not sure what exactly I've done wrong. Maybe I haven't put in enough increases and decreases. Well, increases because you don't decrease in the right places. But it is a wavy on my blocking board. It's not flat. So that would annoy me as well. But... It's beautiful. It is really beautiful and I'm quite happy to have knit it and I'm quite happy to pass it to someone who, even though she doesn't always wear it, she's had the gift and that is the point. And she needs that just now. So I now have a space to cast something else on. I say a space because it's not the only thing I'm working on. (laughs) I am still working on, and I will be for quite a while, the Severine Cardigan by Vanessa Smith. And I'm using Scotch Tweed yarn on a cone. And I haven't, I've got, I haven't touched it since I spoke to you last time, but I have. I did 11 rows, and then I looked at it and I went, oh, I've decreased at the start, and I should have decreased at the end. Or the other way around, I can't remember now, but I did it. Definitely had decreased at the start. And then I knitted 11 rows and I had to rip it out and start again. Do a bit of one orange juice there. Rip it out and start again. Or just the 11 rows. And now I'm having to pick up for armhole area. And I'm not 100% sure what I'm doing. Now, when I was doing a previous segment to it, it said, now put on the same needle. But I couldn't. It wouldn't work the way I was knitting. And now I'm not 100% sure it's in the right place and I just need to kind of get it right in my head. So I haven't had that mental fortitude. I don't know if that's the right word, but it sounds cool, doesn't it? Mental 
fortitude. <coughs> Mental ability. Uh, concentration, because it's a concentration pattern. And I had to say it was easier just to knit, knit, knit all the whole day through, even though it's really, really, really boring. <laughs> It's just easier just to knit, 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 all the whole day through. Which I did. And now I came to the end of it. But it would be nice to have something else I could just knit on. So I'll maybe look out a sock. Or, because it's October. And also, listeners, it is a Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Now, everybody, I don't know how, how old that this comes from. I don't know if there's an age limit to this. But every single one of us humans have breasts. Be you a man, be you a woman, or be you in between, or be you yourself. Whatever gender it is you are, you have a breast. And a breast cancer or cancer can be in your breast. So please, everybody, check your breasts. You may get your huggy person who is breast touchable, who you have agreed that can touch them. Don't let anybody touch you that you don't want to touch. Um, touch them for you because they like that <laughs> some more than others or you can just do it yourself but I absolutely recommend that we do this certainly in this month and if there is anything that is untoward there just now please get it looked at by the professionals um, I know someone recently who had to do that had to go to Inverness to get done and thankfully it was all clear very worrying time for them up until that point and uh, we're just thankful that it was an all clear but they did the right thing so you do the right thing too maybe if you're maybe on public transport right now or possibly at work or in company wait until you are not in company <laughs> because grabbing your breasts might be a little bit Unnecessary right now, especially if you work with children. <laughs> However, it's good to have the conversation. So if they do see you up subconsciously kind of checking, you can say, have you checked yours? Because everybody has to check them, no matter how old, not too sure how young. One of you could let me know on that. Um, and also, whilst you're at it, check everywhere else. If you're a man, check your bits downstairs, your testicles. Um, just because it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month does not mean that other things... So, oh, wait a minute. Like COVID, I can't come in because it's October. Um, these things happen anytime they want because they're evil and nasty and... Bleh, and we'd love for them not to be there. So, give yourself a once-over, everybody. Right, uh, Health and safety finished there. Where was it? Um, There's a long way to go about knitting a sock. Oh, because it was October. Ha ha. Yes. I haven't knitted a sock because it's October, but plenty of you have. So go for you. But I quite like something that I can pick up and put down as easy knitting. Um, It is now cold up here. I'm wearing my hat on my dog walk and today I had on gloves too. Uh, it's kind of because I was out longer and standing still. However, hat season. Hurry. Although no, not hurry. I actually don't mind it's not hat season because it never really gets too hot up here. So when it becomes too cold, then I start moaning. Although I moan when it's too hot too, but not that often. It's really not that hot too often. I have 
being, oh, I am being called. Can you hear it? Shetland woolweed hats from years past. They're like the ghosts of Christmas past. Shetland woolweed past years. And also woolly worm head hats and Perth yarn head hat that I actually didn't get in the end. Um, because Liddles had overlockers for sale and I've been waiting on an overlocker for sale from Liddles because they're a good price. Now, thankfully, Richard is back working now, so I got my Christmas present early. It is a Singer machine and it is an SO10L and it cost £139. It's pretty good. The instructions are okay. Um, what I can do with it is okay. It's for four threads, and the only thing well, my mum was because my mum's got a really good one. No idea what, but she has a little tray underneath hers that clips in and it collects all the little detritus that gets trimmed off at the front. And she goes, "Do you know I have a little tray?" And I says, well, "Don't think so. I've got tweezers that I'm trying to get used to using." And I says, it's "Got a double twin needle. Yours doesn't have a twin needle." And she says, I don't want a twin needle. So fine, mine has a twin needle. I didn't know what I wanted a twin needle for, but it has a twin needle. And now I know why I have a twin needle. I've never used the twin needle on my normal sewing machine, um, which is an Ailna Experience 660, in case you wondered or cared. But the Singer has, it comes with twin needle, it comes with spare one, and it tells you where to get spare ones too. And... Yeah, the reason you have them is because if you want a thin seam or a wide seam, depends which way you want. Now, the first time we did it, we couldn't get it to work on the right needle, so we put in the left needle and it worked. And yeah, that's an experience is um, threading your overlocker and getting your tension right. Oh, that's so much fun. Mom has suggested that I do more practices and keep reading my instruction book. Which is quite good. I would say that the instruction book is reasonably good. And then she was looking for something on my machine, which I'll tell you in a wee bit about, but I haven't written this bit down. And she says, your instruction manual's not as good as mine. Now, Mum's got a Ilna possible... Pardon me. I hope you didn't hear that, listeners. That was me. Um, not burping, but air came out of my down my my rib cage area and I wouldn't stop I was trying not to so hopefully you didn't hear it <clears throat> more geese and swans distraction 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 our mum has got an Elna and I'm not sure if it's an experience or a quilt thing or but it's definitely the same sheen 660 but older but her instruction manual is way better than mine so quite a long time ago, I downloaded the PDF of her instruction manual. And if I want to know a little bit more specific and I can't find it in my book, I know to go to the PDF of her book. I haven't printed it off. I've just got it on my phone. But if you have inherited or, or given a sewing machine, probably reasonably recent one or any other type of machine or appliance, Consider looking up the PDF online because most of the things that I've ever looked, had to think about looking up are actually online these days. The people are clever. People, uh, PDF or an instruction manual online for the rest of the world, which is really cool. 
It's like almost as cool as giving the insulin or not taking the insulin patent and using it for mankind. Which I think that wouldn't it be good if they did that with the when they make the coronavirus or COVID-19 vaccine, if they did that for the good of mankind. Don't see it happening, but wouldn't it be good if it did? So, bye, going off track again. Um, My overlogger. The knitting, I I think I'd quite like to make a hat. I'd quite like to make a glove as well. Or, and... I know I'm not so bothered about gloves because I've got quite a few. But I, you can never have enough hats. You can never have enough matchy-matchy stuff, actually. I think that's that's maybe where I should head is matchy-matchy stuff. Mmm. Because you also you need thick hats for when it's a cold, cold day but no wind. You need a four-ply, really tightly knitted hat for when it is a windy day and you don't need the wind going through your head. And you need fashion hats for when you're going somewhere that you need to look cool. Or just, I just can't have enough hats. It's just a hat thing. And then I get to sing, well, my mum generally does it. She goes, where did you get that hat? Where did you get that hat? I'd like a hat like that. I can't remember the next line. But speaking of mum, back on track. She came up yesterday and then we did... Uh, previously, oh, previously on Louise's podcast, I was going to say Ellie Law there, but I don't know where that came from. Previously on Ellie Law, Mum came up to help do dressmaking, and I got her to help me thread it. The overlocker, I, <laughs> it actually came pre-threaded, but I did not know that if it's already threaded, what you do is you get your new thread, you tie it to your old thread. And you you clip it off and then you tie your new thread to your old thread and then it can run through the machine without you having to re-thread it. Which is quite tedious, onerous, hard. A thing. I try not to give it too hard a name because I don't want to make it a thing for you or me. Um, Because I don't really think anything of threading my machine now. In fact, if you ever, ever, ever are bothered with anything not quite going right, your machine's making a funny noise, it's not sewn right, take the bobbin out, take the thread out, start again. And a lot of the times that fixes it. And I'm hoping I'll get to that stage with my overlogger soon, but it's an experience. Yes, that's a good one. It's an experience threading the old overloggers. Because it isn't just down round the tension thing and through in the needle. <laughs> it's it's fun but mine has a diagram on the thing and it's colour coded which is good except when you put the green thread on the blue um, pattern one because I've got on, it opens up just wait a second that's me opening it up I've got an orange a red a green and a blue for one two three and four Nah. <laughs> but I was put I've got three blue and one green because I don't have four blues. And mum said that if you've got something if you're in four or say you need three and you've only got two and then you put in another colour that's very similar that you don't notice. I kinda did notice, but I didn't want to tell her that. But it won't matter because it's inside anyway. Right. <laughs> so she helped me with the 
threading and I've done the missing tap. Knowledge plus wisdom can equal happiness. So I finally finished. Yay! This is like a double finish episode, this, isn't it? My Liverpool dress by Amy Butler. And I used Amy Butler fabric that I bought in Portsmouth Fabric Shop in New Hampshire in 2014 with Linda, who kindly drove Mum and I there. I think about you all the time, Linda. I hope you're very well. So with the dress I was telling you about last episode, I was moaning about the darts and I, I was going to leave it and not let them out, but I let the darts out and now it fits. However, listeners, since then, I have been doing a Fit for Santa programme with my friend Amy, who I would go to circuits with anyway, but she is doing an extra... Um, part of it as well and you do a food diary she's got lots of recipes and um, you have to do a menu planner suggests what you do eat what you don't eat um, you do things you're thankful for you do stretching you just do this a little bit over and above you've got to put um, and you do your measurements and then you do a fitness taste and I hate Richard because he was trying to help me I'm doing a plank I can't remember how long I did it for maybe a minute and a half Richard did it for four minutes. Yeah. He's horrible, that way. Hmm. So, yeah. However, minds will improve because I've been... I'm exercising six days out of seven. Um, and it's given us the motivation to actually do the exercise. And I cut down what I'm eating and... Maybe eating are just a little bit more smart and a bit less. So I've got a reasonably good diet anyway, but I maybe was eating too much crisps and cheese and wine. So listeners, ready? Hold on, I'm going to have to do a drum hole. In fact, I'm going to give myself an effect here. You might want to put turn your, your ears down just a second. Drum roll, drum roll, drum roll. No, there's not. Oh, well, I'll just have to have a clap. Right, sorry listeners, I hope you haven't hurt your ears. I lost four pounds and half an inch of me in one week. Oh, I was so impressed. Now, because I just started and obviously I had four pounds extra sitting just lying around. It goes away quite quickly at the start and then at some point I will plateau. But my shape will change and the darts can get put back into the dress, which is the whole point of me going onto this programme in the first place. So um, I'm just really happy. So I then sewed on the next page the um, buttons and I looked up my fancy dressmaking book from... Was it UK? It's sitting behind me. Well, I told about this last episode. Uh, yeah. Published by DK and it's dressmaking, the complete step-by-step guide. So I read about how you would sew on a button with a shank and it tells you um, sew it first. Then use cocktail stick and I was like, cocktail stick, I don't have a cocktail stick but I do have a bodkin needle because I am a sewer and I am a knitter because I 
have a bodkin thread. So I do better use it and that's what was handy. I could have used a knitting needle, couldn't I? That would have worked. But I used a bodkin and you sew over it and it has a loop at the back and then once you take that out you have to do a sort of blanket-y loop stitch through the loop at the back and then you've got this extra strong way of attaching your buttons. And then I overlocked the seams and <laughs> I managed I managed to snip a tiny hole in the armpit where I got too close. And for those that don't know, the overlocker trims uh, the seam at the same time as it zigzags down it. But I fixed the hole and was more knowledgeable about not doing that again. <laughs> So I was like, Mum, there's a hole. Mum told me what to do. It's okay, you can just fix that, no problem. I think it was on the armhole part because in the Liverpool you start sewing at the seam of your wrist. You sew up to your armpit and then you sew down to the seam on your, well, it would be either your, say your thigh or your calf. Well, it's my calf because this is a dress. Because the pattern itself is for a tunic or different layers, no not layers, that would be Shrek, it would be different lengths and I've chosen halfway down my calf because I was thinking well it'll do for winter but listeners I don't have a cardigan to go and I need another layer so I'll come on to that in a bit because it's written down. Um, huge thanks to my mum for helping, she hemmed it and Basically, I know loads more now, but I still don't know enough. And I'll keep on learning on this too. I've got here. I need a cardigan to match and I have a cone of Aran Teal. I own a yarn to use, but not yet a simple enough pattern in mind. So I will sort of probably not wear it. But although I've got a grey cardigan that I think I could use. And I do have a teal cardigan, but I think that the arms might be too tight. I haven't tried it on yet, but it's ironed. It's in my uh, wardrobe ready for work. I then pulled out some cotton's fabric and have started a lap quilt for a friend who has MS and has to sit a lot. So I thought that she might like to sit under something pretty. It's in strips and mm, I don't really, I'm not using a pattern other than the strips themselves are five inch wide and I have a lap quilt size to fit them all into. Uh, and I sort of went with blues and pinks, which are apparently hard colour that she likes. Yesterday I was sewing a talk for Daisy from the Miss Figgy Sewing for Girls book that I bought a couple of years ago now. And it's using a purple jersey that I bought from Elizabeth Haberdashery in Thurso. And I made her a top then. I don't remember if it was two years or last year that I made this. You you might. You've got better memory than me. But she's now growing out of the top that she's got. So I thought I'd make her a size up because I knew that there was enough fabric to make her another one. Um, If I put a panel at the top. It's called the Dunnellan top. I, I've made it before and there's an extra suggestion in the pattern book to... You put a panel in the top and um, the wee lassie in it's wearing a sort of a little vest top underneath. And I said to Daisy about it and she agreed. And I bought the 
piece of um, lace with her agreement when we were in Hollycraft at some point last year. And I can't remember when I was there, but she was. So that was my time scale, but I've had had it sitting. So this is how we started talking about um, tactile stuff, I think, because I said, said to my mum, do you think that'll be too itchy against the skin? And she was like, mm, no, I, don't, I think it might be all right. And then we tried it with Daisy and Daisy then started touching lots of other stuff. And mum said, oh, you're just like your mum. She always used to do that. We used to call her... I'm not telling you what you should call me. <laughs> but um, it, we measured Daisy and then we cut out the pattern for what it said. But it seems to come out huge. It may actually fit me. So it's quite tempting to keep it because I could wear it to work. Although I would need a new vest top and oh, what a shame. But I would quite like one, a new one anyway. However, Daisy did say that she wanted it. I did offer her thing to help sell so, but she's not she's not really interested. So that's a shame. She was interested in it last year, but maybe not so much now. She's kind of grown up a bit and becoming a teenager. <laughs> I've already got one of them. Mum can get her to sew when she's at her house, but I can't. However, if Daisy wears it, then I will be happy. Um, and she will have to wear the top underneath and she's happy enough for that. So I was using the lightning bolt shape stitch on my sewing machine. That's especially for stretch fabric because if you do a straight stitch, if you've got stretch fabric, sometimes it'll snap it. There's just not enough stretch in your fabric to cope with the, the straight stitch. So, or the other way around actually, there's not enough stretch in the straight stitch to cope with a stretch fabric and you know you're moving around all the time and if this is needing to move with arms going up and arms going down and daisy moving around in it um so it's got a lightning bolt stitch on it um, and this is why my mum was looking up the pdf sorry not the pdf she was looking for my instruction manual which for future listeners um for your notice, it lives in my sewing machine bag that is underneath my desk. Took a while to find it, but it's it's in the most obvious place possible. But it was too obvious for her. Um, so I would be stitching on that right now, but I've been writing this up using a really nice pen. Wait, let me tell you my pen. I found well, I was I made a card the other day for. Um, somebody who got promotion at work and also somebody who's moved house on somebody's birthday and it, it's actually daisies <laughs> it's a colouring in book but it's a colouring in book with shapes loads and loads of tiny little shapes and you colour them in and then you can fold them and then it has envelopes and you colour in the envelope as well and with stickers it's, it's really quite sweet but I was using this pen and it is a Uniball Eye Fine Mitsubishi Pencil limited and it's in black made in japan and it is waterproof fade proof and it's really really nice it does bleed a little bit if you touch it quite soon after because i did and i've got black fingers but i really quite enjoyed writing with that so if you like pains go no further than one of them um i'm also gonna be making oh no well i'll hold on just two seconds 
Well, just because we're going to thinking about Christmas. I know it's October, but it's halfway through October and normally I would have thought about this by now. Swap. How interested are we in the winter Christmas swap? And I say winter because not everybody here is of the Christian faith. Some of you aren't and I do want to include you as well. And in fact, if you in the southern and um, southern climes want to be included as well and don't follow this faith or just want to swap something, then get us in touch too. Yeah. Um, it could be, this is like a worldwide swap. Let's just have a swap because I want one. I'm not sure how on earth I'm going to work this because some of you can't use Ravelry at all. I can a little bit and I could possibly do, I'm thinking, a Google Doc and I went up with the emphasis, but it is a question. And then with permission, share people's emails. Um, but I want to know if you're interested first before I kind of go further down this. Um, I never did do anything about my blog, completely forgot about that. But this is the thing that I could kick ra Ravelry to Thurston back for because it's spoiling our enjoyment of our swaps because we were all members of Ravelry and it was just easy to, it was, it's the ease of it that's annoying me. Hmm. That and many other things with Ravelry because it, it's stolen other things from my enjoyment. <sighs> Better interested, I am. Right. Also, if we do post things, we would have to think about COVID restrictions for posting, uh, both you quarantining it when it's delivered, buying stuff in if you're getting it, extra time for postage. Let me know if you're interested. However, you do social media interacting with me if you are interested first before I go a bit further down. Right. Uh, hold on. Right. <laughs> I am also going to be making some wee gifts. Uh, I have to make about 20. And I have seen a lovely wee robin made of felt that would work. But then I realised I didn't have enough brown felt. And oh, there was a robin in my shed. Apparently it lives there just now. I was like, Richard, Richard, there's a robin in the shed. Hello, little robin. And they're really quite cheeky little, fun, funny little things. In the UK, we get them in the winter. Somewhere else, they get them in the summer, which confuses me. And they don't look the same. But a little robin with a little red breast is very wintry. So then I thought about gnome corks that I made a few years ago. And so I think that I'll look out some red and start them. Because I could do that. that. Well done, listeners. You are so good. That's what I'm going to do at night. I'm just going to do my little gnome pattern and um, they don't take long. They're just fiddly, but they're okay. Perfect. Well done, listeners. You're so good. I was thinking about making Sandy some Christmas socks. Possibly Daisy, I don't know, because she didn't really wear them that much, but I know Sandy will. And I would quite like some Christmas fabric to make a dress out of, or to wear all of Christmas, of December. I'm not sure if it's going to happen this year or not. Or just like a really simple, pretty, Christmassy looking thing. So, but I do need to wait for payday for the fabric first. Because <laughs> you just all up, I'm overlocker. Um, finally, I have more finally. It's not quite making, but we, and I say we, because Richard and I did it at the same time. We listened to Ian Rankin's newest Rebus book called A Song for the Dark Times and it's partly based up in Betty Hill. He called Betty Hill Naver or he didn't 
specify it was Betty Hill, but it is Betty Hill. For reasons that you have to read the book for. Um, I was suppose he kind of doesn't want to... Um, Betty Hill's a small place, and he doesn't kind of want to point fingers at people in Betty Hill who are really nice, because I know some. Uh, but it was really nice to actually listen to him talk about places that I know well. I like it when he talks about places in Edinburgh, I know, but um, Edinburgh's sort of moved on since I lived there. But I've been to Betty Hill quite recently. Last year. <laughs> I can't remember when it was. It's daily last year for when Richard did the Cape Wrath Marathon. And we went through there as well for something else last year. Not this year. So... My memory banks have been used up and Google Maps was good as well. Um, and Ian Rankin replied to a tweet because we were saying about Naver and he said it's not unadjacent to Betty Hill. I wave my Ian Rankin flag because I like him. It's a fine John Rebus book. I did pick a few holes in his north part of the story because he mentions the NZ500 but he doesn't mention how busy the road is and how it's sort of change things sometimes not in a good way sometimes in a good way but it isn't the quaint quiet back water that it, maybe he was thinking about when he wrote it um things have changed and parts of it possibly wouldn't be the same in his book and there was one part at the very end we both went that's not right <laughs> but um I actually quit. We were really enjoying it. I think it's because it was based up there. So if you're a John Rebus fan or an Ian Rankin fan, um, I wouldn't read it first if you've never read any of the John Rebus books, but certainly put it on your list if you are a John Rebus fan. Next up is... Oh, no. (laughs) Next is Finish the Mirror and the Light, because, yeah, I'm still listening. I've got six hours to go now. And beyond that, I think I'm going to go for Ursula at K.L. Gwyn of the Wizards of Earthsea because I'd quite like to try them. And I've got Philip Pullman's Book of, Book of Commonwealth, I think, as well, on my wish list. Um, and there's other ones. I was looking at the library app because Richard was looking for a book to go down the road with today and I suggested he's going... And he said... Because have you ever listened to Dracula? And he says, no, I just know the story. I says, no, it's actually quite a good read. Because there was one day we were running, and for quite a while, when like, we're off walking or running and stuff, and he's like, oh, I've listened to this. Oh, it made me so angry. And it's about current affairs and stuff. And I was just like, do you know what? Pant, pant, pant. Will you just listen to some fiction? <laughs> just disappear into the fiction. It'll do the world of good. So, I don't know whether Dracula will do him the world good, but just disappearing into my podcast and disappearing into the world of fiction, even if it's just for 50 minutes, an hour, or the whole book, it will do everybody the world of good because the world is hard. Life is hard just now. 2020. Life's hard anyway, but the lack of touch, the lack of interaction... There's going to be ramifications for this until we get the vaccine and are able to interact as a human species again. Also, there is going to be good changes come out of this. People who were told couldn't work at home and can now work at home quite happily, that's a good change. 
um, the things that we learned during lockdown for work and we have still carried on, there's some really good things. Um, also, the pause that the planet got for the greenhouse gases and the carbon emissions, that was good. It's carrying on. So, wishers, I hope that this podcast is a hug. You didn't know you needed, you needed what you needed. You didn't know you needed. Maybe you didn't want it, but you've got it. May it be the joy that I had watching the weasel in my garden yesterday and today. I think it was two weasels. Well, Richard thinks it was two weasels because he said that the one today was littler than the one yesterday. It was awesome. It weaseled up and then it weaseled down. And I keep looking out just to see if it's weaseling about again. I'm not sure where it's living. I'm hoping it's living in the shade. But it might not be. Because the robin's there and the robin, it had to go at the robin and then the robin went, oh no, sunshine, and had to go back at the weasel. So it was really, really exciting because it's not an everyday occurrence. The robin, maybe every winter day, um, all the birdies, they're just like, yeah. Seals, yeah. But weasels, not every day. And otters are once in a blue moon. So I like them kind of things. Finally, finally. If you're in the USA, I implore you to vote out Trump and all he stands for. Do some research into why I implore you and then act on it. Your planet needs you to vote him out. On that weaselly note, I wish you all the very best until we craft again. So keep on crafting. Just a short bit of my lovely piano because this is 62 minutes long. Sorry, listeners. But, whoa, look at your ironing. It's all done. And now it's tea time for me. 